Lutheran Church. I'm Scott George. It's my privilege to be your announcer on this fifth Sunday in Lent. Well, there will be a luncheon to celebrate. Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in worship today is the organist, Ms. Susan Seniger, and acolytes, Vanessa Manning, and Drew nursery during the service please find the signs that have been posted right up there the nursery is that way out the door and into the small chapel is where you will find the nursery also the trinity lutheran school book fair is coming up this week from april 3rd through the 7th 7:30 a.m to 4 p.m and in case that wasn't incentive enough all of the books are buy one get one free so there you go uh we are going to be I realized that our, when we were doing the noisy offering with the little ones, that the offering wasn't very noisy. So I changed the, the name of it, and we are going to be calling it the Mighty Mites offering, M-I-T-E-S, okay? And that is going to be happening right before the children's message. So when I call up all of the young disciples for the children's message, uh, please have your mites in hand there, and we, you can uh, put those in the basket as you come up for the children's message. And we have one more Wednesday night uh, Lenten service, April 5th. And kiddos, as always, you can wear your jammies to church. And also, one last announcement that I have, we always invite everyone to join us for Sunday school and Bible class every Sunday morning beginning at 845 over in the school. And so with that, let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. This is the day, Lord, that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, for the occasion which calls all of us here, the occasion, Lord, for which you have prepared for us, your word and your sacraments for us. Lord, now we ask that you would give us a zeal this morning, as always, Lord, a zeal for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is We All Believe in One True God. That's number 953. We All Believe in One True God.
Please rise. We begin as we always do, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead, and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I love the Lord, because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pains of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, pray I deliver my soul. For you have delivered my soul from death. Mine eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we, may, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Ezekiel, uh, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. 
The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will send sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your land. And you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, we'll now hear uh, Trinity Ringers playing a selection called Joy and Elation, uh, directed by Miss Lori Abbott.
Peace. Are you done? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you finished? Oh. <laughs> I think next time I'll just ask when you guys are done beforehand, and then I know so I don't embarrass myself. Wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Yes. never had that happen before. <laughs> okay. Kids, come on up. Uh, it's time for all of the, the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Also bring your uh, mics with you and we will drop them into the offering plate. How are you guys doing this morning? I see a lot of big smiles. I'm smiling too, and do you know why? Do you guys know what's gonna happen in a couple of weeks? Cordell? Easter, right, you bet. Well, it looks like maybe the sun's trying to shine. If you turn around and look at the window above the altar, look how it's starting to glow, and you can see the light coming in onto the carpet. Those kinds of things make me feel pretty good and make me pretty happy. Well, I think we've got a lot of wonderful things to celebrate. How about, you know, one of the things that I get excited about, too, is uh, looking at the flowers and the trees. Have you guys noticed anything about flowers and trees here in the last few days? Yeah, what have you seen? Hey, we've got some really good farmers up here, for those of you that aren't up close and can't hear. <laughs> The flowers are blooming, the trees are blooming, and we also learned that they need rain, light, and sun to make that happen. How about that? That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. Um, I think Grandpa Glenn is teaching you pretty well, no doubt about it. Well, the thing that I, that I think is really cool about that is, do you remember what, was, what did the trees look like all winter long? Anybody? Bear with no leaves. How about the flowers? Where were they at all winter long? In the ground or somewhere? Did they kind of look like they were dead maybe? Yeah, exactly. Looked like they were dead, but now the flowers are blooming, the trees are starting to get their leaves, and some of the red bud trees are starting to get buds on them. They're alive again, aren't they? Well, what about Easter? Why is Easter important to us? That's when God rose again, specifically when Jesus rose again, right? Well, this morning we're going to hear from Pastor during the sermon and uh, in the gospel reading too about a man named Lazarus. Now, some of you may know the story of Lazarus. He was a fellow that lived during Jesus' time, and Lazarus had two sisters. Their names were Mary and Martha. And I want you to listen really close when Mr. Glenn, I think, will probably either he or Pastor reads the gospel reading. You're going to hear twice about how Jesus felt about those three people. I'll just read you the first one. It, said, it says that uh, the sisters, Mary and Martha, sent to Jesus and said, Lord, he who you love is sick. They were talking about Lazarus. And they were saying, Jesus the man you love named Lazarus, he's sick. Jesus loved Lazarus. Then it doesn't go very far, and in the next verse or so it says, now Jesus loved Mary and her sister, that was Martha, and Lazarus. I think that's pretty important for us to keep in mind because Jesus loves us too, doesn't he? Jesus really loved those three people, he loves us. Now. Here's kind of the sad part. Kind of like the trees and the flowers. You're going to hear this morning that Lazarus died. He got sick and he died. That's kind of sad, isn't it? But what you're also going to hear is that Jesus went back to Lazarus' village. And guess what Jesus did for Lazarus? Cordell, I'll bet you know. He came back to life. <laughs> Jesus did a miracle, and he did that miracle because he loved Lazarus, right? Jesus loves us. So, on Easter Day, Jesus did what again? Rose from the dead. So he kind of set an example with Lazarus for his disciples to see. Jesus died too, didn't he? But then he came back, rose from the dead, if we believe in Jesus as our Savior and that he can raise us from the dead so that we can live with him forever, that's what he wants. That's all he wants from us. Isn't that pretty awesome? He just wants us to have faith. And he did all of that. He was willing to die on the cross and come back to life because he loves us, right? So, let's say a special prayer, and then we can go back and, and uh, get ready for the rest of the, of the service. Dear Jesus, 
we thank you so much for bringing us the beautiful flowers and the beautiful trees this time of year. And we all look forward to Easter when we can be with our families celebrating the wonderful thing that you did for us, which is coming, which was dying on the cross first and then coming back to life. We thank you that you showed your disciples that very same thing with Lazarus. And we're especially excited and thank you that we know that when we die, we're going to get to live with you forever in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. No. Okay. We'll go back and sit down then. The epistle lesson today comes from Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. There is no for now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for our sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit of life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he, was raised, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, through his spirit who dwells in you. This is the word of our Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, 
He said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God. So that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. And after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going to go there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. For your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. And when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone, who believes and, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the gospel lesson that was just read, but only part of it. And actually, we're going to be concentrating specifically on verse 16. That verse once again. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. I'll never forget, I was walking up to my professor's office at the seminary, and he was not there yet, so I was just waiting outside of his door. But on the outside of his door, he had posted a quote. And you'll hear that quote in a minute. <laughs> Maybe I have a bad, bad battery. Talk amongst yourselves. There we go. Okay. So about that quote. The quote on the outside of my professor's door was something from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he said this. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. Put another way, when Christ calls somebody to himself, he doesn't bid him come down the easy path. No. He calls them to come down and follow his own path, and to follow him. And that will be our focus this morning as we sort of are looking ahead to Easter. What does it mean exactly to follow down the path of Christ? When Jesus said, he who would come after me must simply take up their cross and follow me, what does that mean? What was he getting at? And what does it mean for us? First, there are three verses that really, I think, speak well to this point. The first verse is what we just read from Thomas. Let us also go, that we may die with him. The context for Thomas saying this is that the disciples did not want to follow Jesus back to Judea. And the reason why they didn't want to follow him was really because they were looking after number one. They didn't want to go there because they knew that there would be trouble there and they might die or something might happen to them. And so they have really no desire at all to go with Jesus. That's why they asked him, well, Lord, why would you want to go back there? There's only, there's only trouble waiting there for you. And yet Jesus says, no, we, we must go there. And then Thomas in a quote that I would imagine very few people know about, quotes this amazing quote. Again, he says, Let us also go that we may die with him. On a side note, keep in mind that this is the same Thomas that is famously known as Doubting Thomas. The same one who wouldn't believe 
that Jesus had been resurrected from the dead unless he saw him, unless he saw the, the scars in his hands and, and his side. But it, it is that same Thomas who before says, no, no, no. He says this, and I, I, I love there's the, an author, his name is Chad Bird, and he put this really, really well. He is paraphrasing Thomas, and he says, come on, guys, don't stand around with your hands in your pockets, hemming and hawing about what we should do. Look, if Jesus is going, I'm going. If he gets hurt, I get hurt. Let's go, brothers, that we may die with our Lord. And I think this verse from Thomas really encapsulates where we are at, particularly in the church year, more specifically where we are at in this Lenten season. Believe it or not, Palm Sunday is next Sunday. And Palm Sunday begins that wonderful week that we call Holy Week, leading up to Easter Sunday, to resurrection, to the gospel of all gospels, the good news of all good news, that he who has died has been raised to new life, and we will be raised with him. But as I'm sure that you've heard me mention before, whether it was here or whether it was in Bible class, in order for something to be brought back to life, it has to first do what? It has to die. And it has to cease being what it used to be in order for it to become what it's going to be, this new life in Christ. The next verse that I thought about comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, it's verses 12 through 13. Peter writes this, he says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial that you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. And so what does that mean? What that means is all of the sufferings that we go through on this side of heaven. All of the physical sufferings. All of the emotional sufferings. All of the spiritual sufferings. This also means that we who are baptized children of God, that we have also gone and died with him. Luther, in his, in his actual baptismal rites, says this really, really well. When a person is baptized, the pastor is to say, Depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. There is a drowning, a drowning of the old self, of the old Adam, so that a new self, a new person, may be brought to life. This is what happens when somebody becomes a baptized child of the Heavenly Father. Our old self is killed, and we are brought back to life with Jesus. This means, too, that according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, which says this, that we should put off our old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God. Lutherans, don't be fooled. We do believe that we are saved by grace. Absolutely, 100%, there is no questioning that. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. This is the gift of God. But this is, this is kind of what Paul means later on when he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 
You have been raised to new life with Christ. This is what it means to be a baptized child of God. That's what we just said. And so because of this, don't fall back into the old ways in which you were. Don't fall back into those old habits that you were doing before this new life was created. Only you can really answer for yourselves what those old habits might be, what those old things might be, what those old thoughts might be. So let us put off our old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires, and be made new in the attitudes of of our minds, to put on the new self created to be like God. And finally, but rejoice, Peter says, that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. I have been a Christian, a follower of Christ my whole life. I was brought up in the church. I was baptized the day that I was born. And so I've never known what life was like not believing in Christ. I can't imagine what suffering is like for somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus. Because what's the point? All of the sufferings that we go through, and like we talked about last week, we are humans, we will have human experiences, and those experiences include things like suffering, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. And if you are not a follower of Christ, if you do not confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, then God darn it, then what's the point? Why go through the cancer? Why go through the chemo that follows that? Why, why then our loved ones that die? What's our hope? What is there for us? But as Christians, as followers of Jesus, from the littlest ones all the way on up through the big ones, what it means to suffer is that we suffer because our Lord suffered. And we can take comfort in that. We can take comfort in that because as the writer to the Hebrews says, we have a great high priest who knows every bit of suffering, every bit of temptation and trial that we have gone through. What a comfort it is to know that. And what a difference it makes to go through the sufferings of our lives. Because we know that he who has gone before us has suffered them as well. It's part of what joins us together with him. That we suffer because our Lord suffered. That we go through really hard times. That we go through really difficult moments, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Because Jesus did. Because he suffered. We suffer because our Lord suffered so that we go to die with him. But so that we also might rise with him. And finally, the, the, the last verse, it comes from Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 25. Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. So Jesus promises that for us who lose our lives for the sake of Christ, that we will then find our lives. 
that, that if we follow along the path of Christ, we will lose this, this old life that we have only to find this new life that God has prepared for us. Our actual lives, our real lives, the lives that we were intended way back in the very beginning of creation to live. And this means not only putting off our old self, as we just spoke of, but it also means denying ourselves for the good of our neighbor, for our spouses, for our kids, for our families, for the people that we work with, for the people that we come into contact with each and every day. Basically, your neighbor includes everybody that, doesn't, that is not you. Go ahead. Think of anybody that is not you. That falls under the category of neighbor. We would deny ourselves for the sake of our neighbor. That we would not think as the disciples did. That they would not look after number one. But that they would look for others. That we would give up our need to have power over others. To give up and deny anything that exalts ourselves instead of Christ. Now make no mistake, when this happens, when we follow Christ, when we die along with him, the outside world is not going to get that. They won't understand. It's very possible that you, you might get mocked. It's very possible that you may get some really funny looks. It's very possible that you may hear some whispers from over here. Jesus said that that would happen. Because whoever wants to lose his life will find it. And will find it to the full. Because as the, apostles, uh, as the Apostle Paul says also, because the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God so that we might live lives that are free from sin, brokenness, disease, fear, worry, anxiety, and that we would live as his creation in the way that, it, that we were intended to live. And so this is the path that our Lord bids us travel in faith. A path in which he has called us to walk on, a path in which he bids us come and die with him on. But a path that leads to his destination as well. A path that leads to the third day. To the third day on which according to the holy scriptures that God in Jesus Christ was raised to new life. That he, that he rose again. A path that leads, that leads to rising to our new lives with him. And so really, this, this particular sermon is really, hopefully, going to leave you hanging. That's the whole point. And then you'll get the rest of it on Easter. But let me just close with this. This path of Christ that he bids us come with him on that he calls us to himself on. When Christ calls a man, when Christ calls a woman, when Christ calls a child, he bids him come and die.
but also that he might come and rise. In the name of Jesus, amen. At this time, I invite all of our new members who will be welcomed into membership this morning to come forward to the altar, please. Come on up and just face me right along here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear members of Trinity Lutheran Church, the people before you have been baptized and directed in the teachings of the Word of God, desire to become members of this congregation. Brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ promises to confess before his Father in heaven those who faithfully confess him here on earth. So you have come before this Christian congregation to declare your faith and to unite with us in Christian love and fellowship. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that the teachings of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it from Luther's small catechism, is faithful and true to the Word of God? Do you intend to continue steadfast in the true Christian faith, to be diligent in the use of God's word and his sacraments, and lead a godly life even to death? Will you support with your prayers, time, talents, and offerings the work of our Lord that he has given to this congregation? Having heard your promises, we, the members of Trinity Lutheran Church, receive you in fellowship and love and invite you to share in our worship and mission. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, offer and perfecter of our faith, in mercy you joined these brothers and sisters to your church when they were born again of water and the Spirit. In mercy you taught them your saving truth. Grant that they may offer themselves as living, as living sacrifices to you as their spiritual act of worship. Transform them by the renewing of their minds so that they will not conform to the pattern of this world. Help us live in love and harmony with one another and work together in serving you. Keep us united in your spirit and bring us at last to your eternal kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. And we pray together as Trinity Lutheran Church the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now you all get to turn around and face these beautiful people here. It's my joy and privilege to introduce to you the newest members of the Trinity Lutheran Church. Will you please welcome them? There will be time for, for a moment of introducing yourselves later. We have to tell us everything about yourselves at supper. No, you're not going to do that. I'm just kidding. Please be seated. And as they are taking their seats, we will confess together as a Christian body the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. Please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last time. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings uh, in your pew on the, on, the, on the aisle ends. There is a red signing book. Uh, whether you are a member or a guest with us, please sign in with that book so that we know that you were here. Guests, if you wouldn't mind, please put some way that we might be able to get into contact with you, whether it is a number or an email address. And then as we are kind of continuing this new practice, whoever gets it at the ends, will you please send it back to the aisle? And then the, the person who is sitting on the aisle, please tear out the top page and then just set it on top of the book so that the elders after service come around and pick those up. So with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday for time and radio stations near you. Views it online at www.lhm.org. Trinity Adult Bible Studies are 8.30 uh, Sunday morning in the cafeteria. Men's Bible Studies on Wednesday. Ladies have a number of Bible Studies throughout the week. For more information regarding the Bible Study groups, contact the church office. A special treat on special treat on, on uh, Good Friday. April 14th, the Community Celebration Choir presents Come Walk With Me, The Passion and Resurrection of Christ. Easter lilies are available for purchase to beautify our services as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord on Easter Sunday. Please see the church office for order forms.
Please rise. several folks that we want to remember. First of all, for those who are on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, <clears throat> Ella Clybaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Erwin Kruger, Brenda Lawmaster, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Jeannie Stoltz, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Sandy Voskamp, Caitlin Clybaker, Madison Williams, Oren Fritz, Lee Dust, Elmer Kaiser, Ethel Helmkamp, Dale Chapman, and Dan Haynes. We also celebrate with those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. On the 4th of April, Ethel Helmkamp will celebrate 87 years of life. Barbara Steinberg will celebrate 80 years of life. And Florine Towers will celebrate 85 years of life. On April 7th, Marjorie Harris will celebrate 82 years of life, and Flora Oberman will celebrate 94 years of life. Also, for Travis and Carrie Hessman, they will be celebrating 25 years of marriage on April the 3rd. And so with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words of Thomas to us this morning. What a great reminder that they are, Lord, that, that we are called to go with Christ. That we are called, Lord, to follow along his path. That we are called to die with him, the Lord, so that, we may, uh, so that we might rise to new life with him. We thank you, Lord, for these words. We pray that in this coming week that you would help us to keep them ever at the forefront of our hearts and of our minds. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of nine new members to our church community. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to sustain them, continue to keep them very close to you. And we thank you, Lord, that you have caused your Holy Spirit so that they would find a church home here. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also pray for the nation and the world that we live in. Lord, we pray that where there is unrest, that there would be peace. Where there is hunger, that you would feed. Lord, where there is need of you, we pray, Lord, that you would send there an extra measure of your Holy Spirit. We also pray, Lord, for all those who serve us in our armed forces. Lord, we pray that you would keep them out of harm's way. Lord, we pray that, that you would keep them safe and that you would bring them back home to us soon. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the school that we have, and we thank you, Lord, for the proclamation of the gospel that happens each and every day there. 
We thank you, Lord, for all of the great events and the activities that, that we have. But most especially, Lord, we give you thanks that it is Jesus Christ that is taught there, Jesus Christ that permeates every staff member, every teacher, every child. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we also lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether that suffering is physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, Lord, especially for all those that we have named on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also rejoice and celebrate with those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. Lord, for Ethel and for Barbara and for Florreen and for Marjorie and for Flora, we thank you, Lord, for the years of life that you have given to them. We thank you that you have sustained them in their lives thus far. We pray, Lord, that especially in this next year of their lives that you would hold them ever close to you. May they draw closer each and every day to you. Lord, also for those who are celebrating anniversaries for Travis and Carrie upon 25 years of marriage, we pray, Lord, that, that also with them that you would sustain them. Uh, we pray that, that you would help them to draw closer to you each and every day. They would also draw closer to one another. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We thank you, Lord that it is in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we receive the forgiveness of our sins, that we, Lord, we receive you. And we pray, Lord, that as we receive this great and amazing gift, that you would help us, Lord, to, to realize and to understand that those words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, Lord, well, Lord, those are a promise from you to us. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name and more praising you and singing. Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a new testament to my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. First communion hymn is Your Table I Approach, 628.
The next hymn is Chief of Sinners Though I Be, hymn number 611.
next selection is Sing Praise to God, the Highest Good, Lutheran Hymn Service Book 819.
Let us ever walk with Jesus, hymn 685.
Please rise. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. To part in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Please be seated. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're not able to join us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your, now, your announcer has been Scott George, and we now return you to your day. Once again, thank you to all of you for joining us in our worship service this morning. And now we have the great chance, all of you, uh, everybody is invited to the new members reception luncheon that is just across the street in the school, in the fellowship hall. And why don't we ask the Lord to bless our meal here uh, before we eat. 
Lord Jesus, we again thank you for this beautiful day that you have given to us, a day, Lord, in which you have served us through your word and sacraments, and Lord, also that you have given us the great privilege and the great opportunity for which to receive nine new members into our church community. Uh, and Lord, we give you thanks for them, and we ask for your continued blessing and watchful eye over them. And now, Lord, we thank you for the hands that have prepared this food that we are about to eat. Lord, we ask that you would bless us in it. Uh, and Lord, we ask that it, it would go to the nurturement of our bodies and our bodies, Lord, to your service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. That concludes all the announcements that we have. Look forward to seeing everybody over in the fellowship hall. Thank you.